Yo, what's going on, everybody? Thank y'all again for tuning in to episode two. If y'all can see me too, my bad on that one. Episode two of the Dope Sessions podcast. My name is Kelvy, and like the first episode, what I basically told everybody is when I do the Dope Sessions podcast, it's I'm always by myself, and one of my dreams was to always like be able to get to talk to other people and just kind of dig into some some topics, some issues, that type of thing. Um, I'm glad to have one of my uh, one of my my brothers, um, not just in um, artistry, but just the genuine like this is my brother, um, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, D Nick, the microphone misfit. Yeah, yo, what's good, man? Hey, man, Peace what's good with you, bro? Everybody. Bam. Now, um, the one thing that I, I, I kind of want to uh, get in just to kind of give like a little bit of background, and you can yes, uh, let's do it. Jump, jump in this too as well. Um. How I was introduced to you was um, a song that you did called uh, Abnormality. And I was introduced to that song uh, through a mutual friend of ours by the name of uh, Dre. Sensei of Soul, Beat Emulator, (laughs) S-O-S. And and how I was introduced to, to that song by Dre was that me and Dre used to um, host a hip-hop show called Sonic Graffiti. Mm-hmm. And, and he used to, he always would like bring your name up and I heard that one song and I was just like, okay, it's, it's, it's a cool song, I like it. Um, I didn't realize that you were a part of a group, but I think at that particular time, that was a solo song. And one of the things that me and you have talked about on occasions, which I thought was kind of like a, I wouldn't say weird, but it was just another way of doing it. Because usually most people start off in a group, then go solo. But you started off solo and then went into a group. So okay. I, I, I guess um, I just want people to understand, just in your mindset, I want people to understand your mindset. What, when did that decision take place? Well, it was never, it was never the goal to be a solo artist for myself. When the microphone misfits started, it started with um with uh, a group of um brothers who are um still down with the microphone misfits camp and collective but they're not they're not in the group per se um but they're still part of the family they're still part of the team it started with uh you know young drew and uh, Pete Proper and myself and Mel was down too. Um, so it was never, <clears throat> it was never my intention 
to do it as a solo artist. I always wanted to be a part of a group because the 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 sum of the sum of multiple parts are you know like the whole is better than the, than the, than its parts. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah, um, what happened was um, we weren't we weren't able to be a group at the time. Like okay. uh, life stuff was in the way, um, you know. So uh, that it, it just made more sense to just put me out because I was more active. I was okay. getting a rep- I was getting a reputation as a battle MC. At and the you time. know what? I was just about to ask you that. So because so now from my understanding is. The microphone misfits it was always like a group or like a collective it was just because of other stuff that was going on within the group and you were already because you know during our conversation like you were already in the battle scene and and everything so it was just like it was kind of perfect for you to just kind of go out there to like put out stuff album wise and then once everything came together for everybody else then you guys were like the full group well it 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 happened in stages you know like you know big up to prism um he used to do these battles at cherry red like i used to go up there all the time and try to win and get my little fifty dollars or a hundred dollars whatever the tag was you know win some lose some i wasn't like no retired champ but I, I held my own so it was like it was cool but um no it was uh it wasn't just that man it was it was it just went in stages so it went from that to me doing solo stuff um okay. because of because of life things you know we were we, you know we were in college at the time mm-hmm. and um Pete never Pete was our first producer and DJ he never really wanted to get into the music business he just loved music and me I'm kind of a all-in type of dude and um Drew wasn't at the time like ready to fully commit you know what I'm saying um and it was actually Drew's idea was like, yo, you go out there and you do that. That's how my name became D-Nick the Microphone Misfit was to represent the, uh, to give brand awareness to represent the group while I was doing solo stuff. Um, I then like fell in with a, a, a collective called F-E-W Life. That's actually where I met Dre, the Sensei of Soul. Um, okay. and, Cause he was like, he was loosely affiliated with FEW, and that was that was my first time like traveling and touring experience and all of that. Like, you know, getting to go to you know Hip Hop Congress and becoming a part of Hip Hop Congress, which I'm still a part of Hip Hop Congress. Um, it's almost like a artist union type of thing, and um, j- you know, just building relationships with other things. So FEW was really moving like it was we were everywhere and doing a lot of things but few was not a group too it was a collective right so so everything kind of started with with uh few and then from few grew other grew like the microphone yeah I, i became i became d nick the microphone misfit from few Okay. Like that was the first thing that people really 
knew me from. They knew me as D-Nick the Microphone Mystery from FEW. And then, then while FEW was happening, everybody in FEW comes from their own groups. It was Stick and Move, Enlight was from, you know, Stick and Move, mm-hmm. Brave Monk had Awesome Style Connection and was part of Phase 2. Architect, DJ Architect had Architect Sounds. Manowax, DJ Manowax was a mm-hmm. part of Iman and the and the Mighty Universal Zulu Nation. You know, so it was like it was Pez, Pez and Waters, my, my brother Ryan who brought me in FEW, he was he had his own group called We See Only You and and he had Medulla Broom production. So everybody in FEW had their own groups. And so it was like, okay, this is the time to develop microphone misfit now at this point the microphone misfits kind of evolved like because now everything got kind of crafted under you know what people were already known knowing d-nick the microphone misfit for and it was just like introducing this other cast character at the time we had dj mar um, you know, who was our show DJ. Mel was our road DJ because Marlon didn't like to travel. Right. So Mel would like road, road manage and, and he's a, an associate producer. Like if you ask Mel, he'll say, my job is to do whatever needs to be done. Um, you know, <laughs> whether, that's, whether that's rap, do graffiti, show DJ, whatever. Mel is like, Mega Ran said Mel is like the human uh, Swiss Army knife. Um, <laughs> Uh, Ray of Light uh, was actually our very first DJs and producers roommate. That's how I met Ray. Okay. We were doing early, early Microphone Misfit stuff. Ray was there. So Ray always knew the history and always down. He was just he was just the fun party stoner dude. Right. Um, Solo, Jet, and Defects they all come from Awesome Style Connection, ASK, which is Brave Monk's crew. And because we were all connected with the FE, as the FEW, like, like you know, I, I have relationships with Stick and Move, I have relationships with Awesome Style Connection and Phase 2 and et cetera. Like, it was nothing for, it, w- it was nothing for when Awesome Style Connection kind of like went inactive. It was nothing for those guys to come and be a part of the microphone misfits and and it was like the template for the microphone misfits was basically like okay well this thing with few was successful and nobody's really like moving forward with it you know but like let's keep it let's keep it going and um and that's and it kind of grew from there and everybody like you know we and we already were cool we already knew each other we already like I said, we were affiliated through the FBW family tree, so it was right. nothing for that to kind of build and, you know, expand and evolve, and thus the Microphone Misfits, as we know them today, right. uh, were, were, were born. Um, so it's uh, it was it was really like three stages, you know what I'm saying, to get to where we are, or where we are, or how we're seen now. Right. Um, and big up to those guys, man. You know, like my, my brothers, you know, uh, our DJ Mel L and mm-hmm. my partner Ryan Ray Light and Ken Solo and right. Defects and you know, um and uh Jet Nah I'm Jet gonna get at me he's like, Oh man, you forgot me, you know, <laughs> you know? Jet always yeah. be clowning me, you know. Jet's 
just my dude. You know, big up to big up to all my microphone mister. And our production team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DJ Marlin and Mike Noble. You know what I'm mm. saying? As well as Big Herc. You know what I'm saying? And um and the whole family has expanded to even like people that are not members of the group, but they're still part of the family in the camp, like Young DRU and Bob Rock and T-Rex the Beast. Like they're all part of our Misfits family, you know? I, I want to talk about just from your experience, because we've had several conversations about this too. Um, the the song that uh, that you guys have with uh, uh, uh on the new album Escape from Babylon uh, Volume Four, there's a part of your verse that says the the Chicago yeah. the Chicago MC that was never given a chance. Um, I I want to like just if you can briefly just kind of talk about the Chicago like hip hop scene and the microphone misfits place in it or non-place because i was kind of i was wondering about that specific line was that a line saying like you know we we've been doing this thing for years in chicago and still we still are kind of looked at sideways i just kind of just briefly talk about those those things okay um i think to give it clarity is uh is the the because that's the beeline uh up to, up to that bar i think to give it more clarity the the following a line is uh will give it uh probably more context where it's like because i say in chicago i'm the rapper that's never given a chance so i had to take it till i collect what is old i'm gonna have to make it you know what i'm saying like though that is like and in the in the spirit of it, like I wasn't, and and the fellas weren't. First of all, ma- all of us, majority of us, are transplants. I won't say all of us, but majority of us are are transplants. Like Ray is, he he from like the south, uh, you know, suburbs. He's south side, but he's from like the south suburbs. And Solo is from you know originally from Aurora and moved to like Inglewood. Me and Mel come from Flint, Michigan. Um, Jet, like, you know, is first generation American. He's Chicago bred, but, you know, this is, dude was like a baby bullfighter. Same with, you know, like defects is, you know, um, you, like, so all, most of us are transplant, even though we've been here for over 10 plus years and, and other members longer, like, almost like, if not their whole lives. So, the the line isn't isn't a jab. It was more of an inspiration to like I, we weren't given a chance, so we had to make it till I collect what is old. I'ma have to take it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's it was more about like not feeling sorry for yourself, not feeling old anything because Chicago don't owe me nothing. Chicago right. don't owe none of us nothing. People don't owe us nothing. Um. You know, so we what we gonna do? Now that they don't owe us, we can't have expectations on the people. We have to make it or take it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I'm glad that you clarified that a little bit because, because you know, like when when you're listening to to music, I think everybody kind of will have their own mm-hmm. interpretation of what 
some what what's meant by a certain thing and that's um i kind of took that in in that vein of like you know because like i said we've had plenty of conversations and it was Mm -hmm. it was to the to the effect and i'm just paraphrasing where it's like we've done all these amazing things and yet we still kind of like not looked at a certain way so when you said that line i was just like i was like damn that's dope that you that you put it out there you know like i'm that that like and that that's kind of what my interpretation was and when you said that i was like yo that's dope that you actually put that out there because you know most most people will or won't do something like that but the fact that you did that that was just kind of like how i felt about it well it was it was it was a twofold it was it was one it's holding the people accountable you know and at the same time it's like holding yourself accountable like Two things can be right and two things can be wrong. So it's like, you know, if you're complaining, like I I hear people complaining all the time about all the music, there's no substance, there's nobody doing nothing positive, there's no any of that. And it's like, dude, you know what I'm saying? Well, what are the alternatives? Are you digging for the alternatives? If you're not, then, you know, like, you know what do you you know because we're out here we're mm-hmm. out here we're we're going over we're going overseas we're doing shows and packing up these venues you know or we were pre-quarantine but right. but even with that like now it's like it's like we were doing that and people you know if you if you're complaining like there ain't nothing out here no it's not that the scene or the culture fell off you fell off right you know what I'm saying? right and it and it's uh and at the same time on the on the flip side of that artists like yo man these people are these these connoisseurs and consumers of music and consumers of content they're consumers they don't owe you this ain't no communist fucking country they don't owe you no like they don't owe you they support they support because they want to and you create a need for the for the um for the marketplace mm-hmm. you know so so it, it's two it's two sides it's holding consumers accountable while holding artists accountable you know what i'm saying and not being entitled you know what i'm saying right. like you can you know two things can be right just like mm-hmm. two things can be, can wrong. be wrong it's funny that you mentioned that because i know from just the conversation, like the conversations that me, you, and Dre have had, either separately or all three of us together, is that that conversation about you know everybody talks about how you know there's no good hip hop out there, and there's not there's no this there's no that, but it's like but are you digging? Are you looking? And and one of my one of the things that I used to tell you guys was just that I think our era our era was a little bit different than it is now. Um, and and the reason why I say that is because I remember being in like the uh, like the car with my dad and like he would play Dusty's. And like yeah. I would I remember just like he would he would always like, you don't know nothing about this. You don't know nothing about this. And I'd be like, what is that? And he would be like, he'll tell me. And so I got interested in in that song. Like I remember, you know, talking about I wrote a paper about black films and and 
the seventies came up, and I was like, "What's black exploitation?" And he was, and he told me all these movies. And because he told me those movies and told me like, you know, when Shaft came out, everybody wanted that leather jacket. You know, when Superfly came out, everybody wanted that long hair. And so I took it upon myself to like research these things and go watch those movies where it seems like where it was kind of harder to do in kind of in our generation, even though some of the stuff was with us because like my dad had records and you have video stores and stuff like that so i can go to those sort of things it's easier for the kids to do it now because of all the technology that's out there but they're not digging for it because they don't have anybody to be like what you know about this or what you know about that like well well yeah we i i was i've was raised by you know predominantly grandparents you know what I'm saying so I always had a, a understanding of history you know what I'm saying like and and that stuff and the context of that history you know what I'm saying so it's it's like yo man hip hop ain't ain't young no more you know what I'm saying so it's like you know if you're if you're past a certain age doing it then you you have a responsibility to cultivate it as such. Now, art is you know transcends racial lines, age lines, you know you know culture lines, the whole nine. So you don't have ideally the the same ideal boundaries as right. like like I'm not like kicking it with no no. 18 year old you know cat like we just gonna kick it you know what I'm saying but at the same time like on some creative stuff I will kick it with an 18 year old cat we creating together we collaborating hell yeah cause mm-hmm. cause it's it, like my students you know what I'm saying like we'll, we'll be getting into battles and DJ routines and breaking battles and all like because like art is the equalizer that's why so many people love it. That's why it's, it's needed. It's not considered an essential business, but it's so needed because it is the biggest equalizer in the world. Nothing because it's soul to soul communication. So, right. like, yeah, man. When it when it comes to when it comes to like cultivating the culture, you know, like the the response again, the responsibility falls on the artist. And it falls on the consumer, and right. in equal parts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and uh, and it's our responsibility to teach. You know, people that might not know. Like it's not. You know, this is this is the instant. You know, mm-hmm. uh, generation. So everything, even the older cats like are used to stuff being instant nobody's nobody's hunting and gathering their food right now they're going to the grocery store so it's up to us to now cultivate and teach this is the importance of cooking this is the importance of how you shop if you go into the grocery store and if you want to do it on another way this is how you farm you know what i'm saying like like otherwise you're just waiting to be fed you being on some fast food shit In the microphone misfits, we we have a we our our stage show is uh, set up 
to where, you know, people, everybody in the group represents, you know, something for the audience outside of just dance, DJ, MC, you know, and all that stuff. Um, Like the dancers, well, I'll, I'll start with Mel. Mel is the is the muscle. He's the silent type. He's the he's the silent you know overseer that you know the the guy that plays the back. And this is how the guy he represents the guys who play the back. This is how you enjoy a high energy, high octane show. Like you can still enjoy it. Uh, me, I'm the floor captain. I'm the guide. I'm the you know one that's taking everybody in the audience on this journey through this music. Ray of Light is the audience POV character. People love Ray. He's like the star of the group. People love him and want to be be him. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, they don't want to be Dinic. They want to be Ray. Right. Ray's the good one. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? He's an audience POV character. Um, and Jet, Defects, and Solo are the examples they're the examples for how you're supposed to like take in this music. If you don't know how you, you know, and some people be like, oh man, that's that's heavy handed. So you think the audience is stupid? No, I think people just need a little push and need to, you know, they need that. They need those representation. They need the they need the, the strong silent type of muscle. They need the person that's their guide to get them there. They need the audience POV character and they need the examples. This right. is how movies and plays are written. There's always an audience POV character. Yeah. Batman has a Robin. There's always examples that, you know, that give you exposition. There's right. always a reason that there's exposition. It, it, it's structured like a play and I'm a playwright. I'm a, I'm a comic book writer. I'm a playwright. I'm a, I write songs. So, writing and and you know me and mel directing our stage show the way we do is because of is is to do it like that we do it like our our theater performance background and um and that's how that's how our we be shitting on people on stage (laughs) (laughs) are we living in these uh Corona times, and uh, um, and I know that um, when I talked to you on the phone one day, it was just like you was like, "Damn, man, this this shit is messing up my money, bro." Like you know, and 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 like when when you were telling me that, like I was just like, "Damn, dog!" Like I felt for you because, like, not saying that that like the big stars don't have to like tour and and all this stuff for to for right. money but for independent artists who have to do it more like how yeah. how are you guys dealing with all of this stuff that's going on and how are you able to like still like market and like you know promote the album and everything and videos during this uh, coronavirus pandemic that we're going through. Um. Yeah. It. It's. It's a. Uh, well, we're we're surviving, and we're we're and we're, you know, we're making our strides. 
you know, you're gonna you're gonna sink or you're gonna swim. Um, it definitely is challenging, and it definitely is a hit. And you know, I feel for all my my Kendrick, you know, Road Warrior brethren. You know, like man, when you when you an indie touring artist, man, that shit is like a fraternity. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like and sorority, like you like you know so many people, you know, because you're living a gypsy lifestyle, especially if you tour with them, you know, um there's like unsung rules, you know, that we all follow, you know, um with people that are on that grind. And that's how we we become we bond and be and just get stronger relationships so blessings to everybody that's a touring an indie touring artist that are hit by all of this um right for us for us like you know we we just we we had a a meeting you know actually yesterday where you know we were just checking in on each other and everybody is dealing with it in their own way in the group um but it, it's important to know that we're, we're still a group. Right. Um, so the first thing, the first thing uh, for us is, you know, individually, you know, we got to survive and we got to take care of each other and we got to take care of ourselves. And then the, the next thing is, you know, obviously take care of our families. And then the next thing is, you know, take care of the brand and the IP and the group luckily for us is like we have so much content you know that we can really focus on getting better at the promotion and and things of that nature um mm -hmm. digitally we can get better at um doing that so for us it's been really about finding new innovative ways because you figure we're a performance group Right. that you know now have to sit down so now we have to talk about what does what will if we have to go here what will a microphone misfits you know um like digital live stream performance look like if that is to happen because we got so many moving parts so right. we, we have to talk we have to talk about that we have to talk about what's fair, what's respectful, what's responsible to, to charge promoters and stuff like that to do a live stream concert, you know what I'm saying? Right. So we have to we have to talk about that. And on on a a more positive end, it gives us a, an opportunity to tap in and create. Like, you know, um Rahm Emanuel said a couple years ago and you know you never let a crisis go to waste i'm no Rahm Emanuel fan but like sometimes the arrogance of the oppressor will give you a jewel and right. that was a <laughs> so like you know so for me it's like okay not gonna now i'm gonna get better at video editing right like, i'm gonna get better at it i'm gonna get better at like I know about algorithms and how that stuff like moves, but now I'm gonna get better at it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm gonna do that for the group. The other members of the group are, you know, they're they're doing like their own thing 
to make them and the group better. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so that's, uh, you know, sharpening their skills, you know, um, or even something as simple as just taking advantage of, of family. You know what right. I'm saying? So, right. like, you know, like being around family more. So everybody's everybody's good man we're not we're not content we're definitely not happy with everything i mean we should we supposed we were supposed to be getting ready to come back from tour now you right. know what i'm saying <laughs> like we were supposed to be like on the road like most of the month of april so it was you know so it's kind of it's kind of that but you know not gonna like allow us to be defeated you guys are the only like hip-hop group or just people in hip-hop in general that like have come out with like comic books every single album that you guys are dropped there's a comic book <laughs> now now it doesn't yep. coincide it doesn't coincide with the with the album but it does continue from like the uh, part one, you know, when part two comes out, then that's a, that follows up from like the first one and so on and so on. What was the inspiration behind right. putting out comic books? I mean, cause I mean, you know, and I, I get, I get in one theory because, you know, we're all, well, not all of us, but like we, me and you have, you know, we're 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 geeks, and and so like that that's a, just a dope idea for for us yeah. for us yeah. geeks to do. Um, but I, you know, I just wanted to like, uh, what was the, what was like? Because I know like your first one of your solo albums is, is graphic novel. And so yep. from like from from calling it graphic novel to like microphone misfits, escape from Babylon, albums are coming out, and every one of those albums has a comic book. So what was the driving force mm-hmm. with that? Well, like you said, the um I'm a big geek, big comic book head. Um all my solo albums had animated covers, you know what I'm saying? Um and uh like uh the the so it, it was it was a couple of things that kind of felt like divine intervention so obviously graphic novel is my last solo album it was my last solo album during the promotion of graphic novel like we learned so much few was kind of uh disbanding and from that microphone misfits was kind of rising Everybody in the Microphone Misfits were helping to promote the graphic novel album. So we're touring and doing all this stuff. So um, we were we were touring with uh, Comic Con, like Wizard World Comic Con. So we were we were doing like we did. We were touring with them, and so like and this is we're talking about this is back in you know two thousand like ten. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so we're, you know, we were before the big geek explosion. So we're right. touring Wizard World Comic Con, um, promoting an album called Graphic Novel. 
and we're the only music guys there. And it was like, uh, you know, it was just, it just kind of felt like, all right, we were working on the music, but it's like, okay, we're going from a Dinek the Microphone Mistress solo album to a Microphone Mistress group album. I don't want stuff to be compared or I have to do, we have to do something to make the group like obviously we're a group, but we have to do something to make the to make the group thing special and different from like you know like my solo albums. Like what makes the group one unique? You know what I'm saying? Outside of the different voices, because everybody was involved on my solo album, so it was it wasn't like. It wasn't like the structure of how we made albums change. It's just that everybody was able to commit to the road more. Um, and so there was that. So that was where that kind of came in. Um, the next thing, uh, it was funny. I was on a bus. I was on a bus and there was a, there was a Caucasoid girl, this white girl uh, with a Microphone Misfit t-shirt on. Right. And she had no idea who I was. She had no idea who the group was. Right. You know what I'm saying? But she was wearing a Microphone Misfits t-shirt. Right. And, you know, I didn't tell her. I was just like, I was like, man, I like that shirt. Where you get that from? Because I didn't have a shirt on it. But I was like, you know, I like that shirt. Where you get that from? She was like, oh, man, I was... um. I was in uh, I was at a festival and this hip hop group was performing and they were killing it. You know what I'm saying? And like one of them threw this shirt out to the crowd and my boyfriend got it. And then I was like, man, I want a shirt. So he went to their merch table and bought a shirt. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I was like, and I was like, what's the name of the group or what's the name of the artist? Now, mind you, my name is on the back of the shirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she was she was like, I don't know, I don't remember. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I just remember they were good. And I was like, oh, okay, word. And I let it go. I didn't tell her that was I was that's my logo or anything like that. And I just remember like something gotta be done about that. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? And so it's like if people buy a book, they're gonna read a book. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. they're going to they're going to know who these characters are because the characters are us. They're gonna know who Dinic is. They're gonna know who Rayalite is, Mel, etc. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like so that was so I was like, oh, okay, we're you know the the comic cons were really successful. It was different. It was really different, and it kind of put us like in our own lane and kind of put us above, not above, but yeah, it put us in our own lane. It, it right. kind of raised our stock. That's right. all I'll say. It didn't, it didn't put us, we're not above anybody, but it raised our stock. It put us in our own lane um, and it set us apart, you know, and it was, and it was lucrative. So it was like, okay, let's validate us being here. And I'm a writer. So it was like, you know what? I can put all of this together. Let me write the 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 story and let me do what would be the action movie that i would want us to be in i right. might never be in an action movie 
me and my guys might never be in an action movie. We'll never, we might never get a budget. But what we do have is our imagination. I really love writing comics. I really love being a comic book creator. You know what I'm saying? And the guys really love, you know, like being immortalized in the comic. Those books will last forever. You know what I'm saying? Walt Disney, dead than a motherfucker, but Mickey Mouse still here. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So, so that was that was how that was how that came out. This is a question that I asked uh, Drunken Monkey. So I want to kind of get your your um what you think about it uh, as far as with this question. When it comes to like being independent, it, are there moments with with you guys where you're happy with still being independent, being role warriors, or is there one of those moments where you just like, man, like maybe we should like try to, you know, seek a deal or or you know seek new management. Maybe with with this we can we can play these these shows or play shows that we've never played got the chance or go to be on festivals that we've never got the chance to be on are those do you guys have those particular moments or are you guys just like no we good we built we built something what we got and we just gonna keep doing it but we just gonna keep elevating ourselves um hmm uh I don't. I don't think about it like how. I don't think about it. Um, it the tail end of your question is is how we think about. It. We're gonna keep doing our thing and keep bettering ourselves. And and you know I don't think about it in terms of like I'm done with the indie grind. You know, so like I, I don't romanticize shit. So right. I don't. I I don't look at it as. I don't I, I don't look at it uh from such I look at it as an earned thing. Like I, I have to earn certain things. Right. Earn, you know, whether that's earn relationships or whether that's earn, you know, you know, uh those type of deals to be presented to us. So I, yeah, I never look at it as like, man, I hate, you know, I'm tired of this indie grind or anything like, because it's, it's all numbers, you know what I'm saying, at the end right. of the day. So the goal is, I put it like this, if you can get 50 people in a venue and you can sell out a 50, you know, 50 people in a venue, the next goal might be to get to 100. Right. Once you get to 100, the next goal might be to get to 100, 250. And then, you know, like all the way to 200. And then once you can do the 200 seat venues, then the next thing to do is to do the 500 capacity venues. Then it goes and it just climbs and climbs and climbs. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you know, so it's about like I, I reached, like we recently licensed the record to Orange Theory Fitness, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, that was that was good for us. That was that was our first like license, uh, you know, like thing for you know that was something we learned to do, you know. So now 
as I won't say our first. It was like our our first bigger one in in recent time. Right. But so like doing that, you know, like that will elevate to further like licensing deals. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, ideally, like okay, this is what we did right. This is what we could have did better. You know, in advance. So I don't I don't look because even if you go to like a uh, a. Uh, upscale mainstream level that's still the same that grind never leaves that grind never leaves you're gonna have peaks you're gonna have valleys so i just look about i just look at it like gotta keep building you know what i'm saying like gotta Mm -hmm. keep you know increasing our numbers keep our momentum going like like we you know like we said like the um our tours stopped our shows and festivals we had scheduled had to stop are we gonna let that it's gonna it's a it's a gut punch definitely but are we gonna let that completely collapse our momentum no that's not that's not what microphone misfits do so for us like i'm not focused on what i don't have i'm focused on what i got and how to get what I need, right? You know what I'm saying so. I right. never, I, I look at it more of like, you know, and obviously you you want to be able to, you know, get PR and you know, um, publicists and you know, but all of that stuff has to be earned. Like, you need something to promote. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Madam President. Like, you know, she's been promoting for us. So. Like having Madam President, but she needs something to promote. We ain't got nothing to promote. What the fuck good is is she? You know, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the, what the fuck good are us to her? You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. have to give something to promote. Um, you know, we have to like the whole thing about getting a manager. You know, why do you like? What do you have that needs to be managed? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you don't got shit that needs to be managed. You don't need a manager yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. If, if you ain't no draw, you don't deserve a booking agent. You need a demand and a draw to mm-hmm. for a booking agent to want to sign you or to collaborate with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, all of that has to, you have to do all of that anyway. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Um, now, when it becomes unbearable, then you, okay, man, it's too much for me to be booking these shows. You know what? Now I, I've earned my de- my demand, uh, you know, as a member of this group, and the group has earned a demand and earned a draw to where a booking agent will want us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cool. Until we do that, we got to do it ourselves. We got to right. collaborate with the people, you know what I'm saying? Until we have, you know, shit to promote, you know, then we have to promote it ourselves. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you again for coming on here and chopping it up with me, bro. I really, really appreciate that, man. So, um, Tell everybody where they can check out Microphone uh, Misfits. And, and congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you, bro. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Also, want to say, want to say, congratulations to you on um, the Black Cinema release. I know it's hard and uh, to do a first release, especially in these trying times. Yeah, you know, congratulations through with that. Um, oh, thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you. You can check out the Microphone Misfits. You can check us out, uh, microphonemisfits.com. We'll lead you everywhere. That's T-H-E-M-I-C-R-O-P-H-O-N-E-M-I-S-F-I-T-Z.com. We're on Spotify, Amazon, uh, iTunes, Pandora, Apple Music, you know, um, shit, Napster, you know, uh, Tidal, <laughs> every music universe cd baby every music platform if you are if you stream youtube if you stream music you Mm -hmm. just look up the microphone misfits and you'll find it if you want to go to our social media it's the microphone misfits you know what i'm saying like pretty much everywhere um like and if you're like confused just go to the website um and uh and it has links to our social media stuff um we have our please subscribe to uh microphone misfits tv at youtube we get our subscriptions up you know um we got a new video out uh family history um animation done principal animation done by glyph and uh additional artwork by daryl spicy um it, you know feature dj rex Video shit out, um, and uh, it's it's a uh, I love that I love that song that record, um, and yeah, just everything is microphone mist. You can buy hoodies like this at uh you know on the website. You know, big up to Big Hurt. Um, you can get it from his uh, Big Hurt collections, or you can just go to Microphone Misfits website and get it. And so it's just, like I said, it's T A D M I C. R-O-P-H-O-N-E-M-I-S-F-I-T-Z, the microphone misfits. Who else could it be? Yo, man. Yo, go check out their music. Really dope music. Check out they uh get get you some hoodies. Like read them comic books. Check out they yeah, uh, man. check out all their social medias. Check out the microphone misfits uh chronicles series that they uh they're gonna be dropping on uh YouTube. Hey man, thank you again, Dean. Yeah, every Thursday, you know, we're trying to get, and not every Thursday, every every other Thursday. So like, uh, next Thursday we got the next episode coming okay, so, out. So, so yeah. So every other Thursday, make sure y'all go on YouTube, type in the Microphone Misfits, and check out the Microphone Misfits Chronicles. Thank you again, Dean Nick, for chopping it up with me. Thank y'all again for watching. See y'all next time. Peace. Peace.